Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another exciting episode of SFP Now here on Sci-Fi Pulse Radio. It is the first episode of 2020 and as such we are going to be taking a fond look back at 2019 in terms of the best, worst films of films and television shows. Uh, joining me are Marts and Junie Pyle from Genre Entertainment, and uh, we also have Razor on the line. How, how are you guys doing? Fine, thanks. Great. Good. Okay, well, um, you know, we had quite a lot of TV and movies come out in the last year that have been sort of like great. We've had some really crap things as well. Um, so I'm thinking, should we just start off with the with the top five TV shows and take it from there? Sure, sounds yeah. good. Okay, so who wants to go first? Um, should we get Raisa go first? Um, let's see, in no particular order, um, like before I forget, I have to mention... Uh, Jim Henson's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix was basically moving art. They made art uh, for 10 episodes and it was everything uh, Dark Crystal prequel should be. I, when I reviewed it, I just gave it straight 10s. Throb. At its center, the crystal of truth, the source of all life. The Skeksis have corrupted it. And now our world is at risk from the darkening. What is the darkening? Behold. They had a, they had a documentary that described the process for, for making it. And in the course of the still, they had, uh, of course, the documentary, they had a still photo of the entire crew um, arranged around Mm -hmm. the Dark Crystal. And it's like, oh, my God, it took all of those people. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's it's the ultimate in in practical effects and and production. It's amazing. And those are the best puppeteers on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's it's, it's a dying art. And I'm sorry that it is because... It was just so, so, so beautiful. And then also, um, best show would have to go for for Watchmen. I just finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea because the original graphic novel and the um, and the HBO continuation are both of the same tone. But it is 
It was structurally brilliant, extremely well cast, extremely intricate. It was put together by people who really understood the original graphic novel, and it was um, years beyond the film adaptation of the original graphic novel, which was kind of sucked. Um, the the HBO adaptation was was perfect. Um, in terms of network shows. I've got to acknowledge Black Lightning, which is the best, mm. which is the best of the CW superhero shows. Yes, I love Black Lightning. Black, Black, Black Lightning is wonderful. Um, Black Lightning is basically everything Arrow should have always been, but nobody. <laughs> Amen. Um, but yes, everything everything about it, the Achilles, it's obvious the, the the writing team they've got a definite vision and they're prosecuting it. I was saying to pursuing it. I was saying to Ian that I, I initially was the one reviewing Black Lightning, but I had to give it up because I ran out of ways to say that this show is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I couldn't keep just saying this show is really good <laughs> um, because it, it was just consistently what it was. And one of the things I discovered is if, if a show is consistently what it is, either good or bad, it becomes impossible to review because you're just repeating yourself. Well, not necessarily because what you can do is you can put, well, this show is really good one week, and then next week you can put, this show's great! And then the next <laughs> week you can put, this show's this fantastic! Show's just start getting out your thesaurus. And, and then, then, then <laughs> a couple of weeks later you go, this show's awesome! Tremendous! <laughs> but, but Black Lightning was, was, um, is the best of the... Um, Legends is my favorite, just in terms of just in terms of tone, and because it's the most unapologetically comic booky of the lot. But it's fun. <laughs> it is wonderful. It's wonderful, and Bebo justified it. That entire finale justified Bebo, it. Bebo, there you will never top the giant. Bebo loves you. No. Uh, oh my God! There is nothing. There will never be a better finale of anything than that. Oh, <laughs> no, never. Um, but in, but, it, but in terms of quality and in terms of execution, Black Lightning is hands down the best of the shows right now. Yeah, don't, don't you just uh, love Rory? You know, the, oh, yes, on, on, on uh, Legends, yes. Oh, he's yes. just so awesome. I love that character. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he is. You've got, um, such, you've got such a gruff bad boy in his writing romance novels. Romance, yes, hilarious. <laughs> so where was I? Watchmen, um, uh, Black Lightning. I also want to mention Witcher. Mm-hmm. On, on Netflix, I actually really liked it. I know a lot of people had issues with the fact that it was non-linear, but if you take the time to actually deal with it and on its own terms, it's, that's it's, what made it more fun. Yes, um, and the reason why I'm putting Witcher on the on the best list is because I am a recovering Once Upon a Time fan who um, who basically regards Witcher as the show that Once Upon a Time should have always been. <clears throat> And so it's uh, it's wonderful, and it, it, at the center of it is one of my favorite iterations of Beauty and the Beast. There's a version of Beauty and the Beast that uh, that the Henson Company popularized in their storyteller series called Hands My Hedgehog, mm. and that version of Beauty and the Beast is the one that's at the center of of The Witcher in terms mm. of in terms of where the uh, child of surprise comes from and a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I I really appreciated the fact that somebody was like, oh yes, hand my hedgehog. Hello, how are you? So so I knew kind of got to go nostalgic over that because I really love um, Jim Henson's uh, storyteller and Greek myth series. So where was so let's see. I I did uh, Watchmen, Black Lightning, Witcher. Um, just in terms of most improved series, I've got to get Star Trek Discovery in there. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yeah, Discovery. that has improved. Yeah, Star Trek. 
original Star Trek Discovery season one made me want to put my head through a wall, but season two, <laughs> season two made made it worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, and just just for the Captain Pike arc, it's on it's on my best list. Yeah. Just because they they actually they went down the road, they found the actors they needed to find, and they just and they did what they had to do. Okay, well that's uh, that's your five now, Risa, and uh, you know there's going to be a bit of crossover later on because two of your five are actually in my five. So okay, cool. Okay. So we'll, we'll hand over to Martz and Julie and see how much more crossover we're going to get now. I'm going to say I'll go last because I'm, I'm going to try to pick ones that no one else has picked on there. So. Well, good luck with that. We watch a lot of TV, so there's a lot of... I've got a few, so I'm like, I want to get ones that no one else has gotten. Yeah. So. so I'll go uh, next. And um, then Ian. And then Ian can, if, if that's cool. Um so I'll go reverse order. So basically, the two guys are being sandwiched by the two ladies. That's <laughs> kind of novel. Um, all right. So I think uh, out of the five, uh, the fifth one, Stranger Things season three, I quite enjoyed. I thought it was better than season two. I got my back into my We're not kids anymore. I mean, what did you think? We're just going to sit in my basement all day play games for the rest of our lives? It is important to me that you feel safe. I want you to feel like this can still be your home. some new fun characters to it and the never-ending story song was quite funny and memorable. oh that was great <laughs> oh. yes mm-hmm. yes stranger things is on that yeah. never-ending story is like probably my top movie of all time especially as a child and and it's probably still up there is like my top one of all time so. yeah i, I remember the mu- i remember the music video by the mao Never-ending story. Yeah. Oh, it was so I, I cheesy. I realized that that song had gotten so was so popular in pop culture because you know I was so young when it came out. Like mm-hmm. I knew I liked the song, but I didn't realize it was like on pop charts. Oh it so man, popular. it was huge. You know? it, was, it was especially huge in the UK and Europe. I'm not sure if it was big in the States, but uh, over here in the UK, it was massive. And you got to remember that when Never-ending Story came out. Um, you guys probably seen it about a good six months before we did in in, uh-huh. in the UK because back then there was there was always um, sort of oh, like yeah. about six months Years six months full year now yeah. between between a film or television series actually making over here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So lots of memorable moments. I thought Stranger Things three or two was good, but three I thought was an improvement, and I can't wait for four. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so number four, I'm going to put in Watchmen, like that you had. Uh, and uh, we just recently watched Watchmen, because uh, we don't normally have HBO, but we It was got very it good. Bit. Yeah, that ending, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great, great plot twists. And, uh, you know, it deals with some issues that I think are important social issues of today, or still important issues of today. 
And uh, also, uh, it was a challenge for them to be able to go, now we're going to make a sequel to the graphic novel, which isn't even exactly like the movie that everybody saw. Right, because I loved the movie. I really liked the movie, and I didn't know the graphic novel, so the squid thing took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, the squid yeah. thing was in the graphic novel, for sure. Right. Uh, Mark's explained that to me. Um, so that's that's well, a challenge, right? And the movie hasn't been out for, you know, it's been quite a while since the movie was yeah. out. Mm. So well, that's thing, a challenge. The thing uh, is with that one, though, is, uh, you know, in, in, in the uh, TV series, uh, Ozymandias, um sort of like uses sort of like his very clever brain uh, in order to sort of like uh, place Robert Redford in, in the presidency. Yeah, yeah. That, that just cracks me up. Why is everyone picking on Robert Redford? It's just so funny. Well, you know, but you know, I, I think, I think, um, I think Ozymandias is to blame for Trump's pre- presidency, and I think the reason he got Trump to be president is because Trump's actually cheaper than Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty cheap <laughs> in a lot mm. of ways. <laughs> so. Um... So yeah, so that was a challenge. They had to introduce new characters, new generation, while also, I guess, uh, going in depth about the past, like characters that were even before the original story, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I loved like how some of the episodes around the middle or so really experimented with their storytelling, with um, with the whole memories mm-hmm. being relived. My my favorite my favorite episode so title of all time comes from Watchmen: A God Walks into a Bar. Yeah, yeah. walks into a bar. That was so funny. I know that was brilliant. So, so there's some awesome storytelling going on, and it isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's not like a normal superhero show. Yeah, my my favorite episode is where Angela she takes the uh, takes that drug and she relives her grandfather's yes, journey. That's my I favorite. I love that episode. That was just brilliant. It really was. That was brilliant. It's pretty awesome. Awesome storytelling stuff. So, looking forward to season two, and I don't know how they're gonna. Top it. It's not getting. Se- it's not I, getting I'm a season two. Whether it's whether it's a limited series or not, because when I when I read the episode descriptions on uh, iTunes when I when I downloaded the series, the, the finale ser- finale's description made it sound like it was the finale. Yeah, wow. it's what what I'm getting as well from my source for getting the show. Um, you know, it's not even. You know where I get the show. It's not even sort of like um, it's actually listed it as ended. So oh, it's really? almost like as if they, it's almost like the same. There's not going to be a season two or or that. But that said, it's happened before. <laughs> with, with shows, I mean, you know, you know, they always want to cash in if it's done well enough. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, it, it probably will get a season two. Um, but you know, the the, the thing is, uh, if there is a season two, you know, sort of like the cliffhanger is left on. Uh, we, we're going to find out whether Angela is able to walk on water or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will she sink like a stone. Oh, I thought it was so beautiful. If she does, then because you, ex- they, ex- he experiences time all at once, right? Mm-hmm. So even with him gone, she would still be able to be with him because she experiences everything at once. So they'd yes. still be together. Yeah. Yes. So that. That was the only thing that was sustaining me. I'm like, in my mind, they're together now. <laughs> and the, the, here's the thing. I'm ha- one of the reasons I, I haven't watched a lot of these shows is because I'm over allegory. I no longer need it. I just, I, I, my threshold for allegory is just sub-basement low. Um, I don't know whether it's a function of being an English major or being 40-something or both or whatever, but I just, I can't take it anymore. And so in order to watch any of these shows, I basically have to mentally strip out the allegory and just watch the prima facie narrative. 
and the prima facie narrative made me cry. Mm. And uh, that's because the, the love story was just so brilliant. They done. Oh, it was gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it hasn't been officially renewed, and there's a lot of uncertainty if there's going to be season two or not, yeah, and then what it would right be now. and stuff. So, not a shock because I mean, apart from the story itself, the, the production values for a series like that have to be insane, mm, even, even, by H- even, even by HBO. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. It's got to be cheaper than Game of Thrones. That was pretty. <laughs> Pretty Just pricey. locations alone. <laughs> yeah, you can fake. It's normal. It's contemporary Earth, and the cars were like they're electric, they're electric, but they just make little noises. Yeah, they just kind of whirr. All right, I guess we better move on. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see here. Da-da-da. Then another superhero one because I'm big into superheroes, of course. Is I enjoyed Umbrella Academy quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, so. absolutely. That that you know that isn't on my list. Um, and it's not on my list because I didn't think it was any good or anything like that. It's just that, you know, as as we said earlier on, there's been so much that's been out there. Um, but, you know, if it was a top ten, it'd definitely be on my list. Yeah, I, I love It's so different and so crazy. It was so hard to predict. Um, I have no idea where they're going to see season two. I know there's season two in works, and but uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, because it won't be too long before they get through the source material, because there wasn't that many uh, yeah. comic book runs. Um, but uh, but I yeah, it's you know, Doom Patrol is another one that maybe Julie will talk about. I don't know, which mm-hmm. is also very good. There's, they were compared to each other because it came out around the same time, and they're both kind of weird. Uh, so it was tough for me to choose. But I went with, with Umbrella Academy because it's brand new uh, material. That uh, just real quick, since we're since we're talking about other superhero shows, I do have to put in for an honorable honorable mention just because they did it, even if they didn't get renewed and, and it got weird. Was Swamp Thing? Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. Yes. I've only seen episode one, but it was very well done. And okay, once you get once, once you get to the whole thing, you'll you'll weep. You'll and you'll wonder what the <laughs> hell they were even thinking. <laughs> just get weird and cancel it the way they did. Um, cause it, it was, yeah, that must have been a creator conflict or something weird behind the scenes because that it, it seemed pretty high quality to me. But I know it went over budget, but um, who knows? And DC Universe is that weird platform that's sort of in this weird limbo thing. Like mm-hmm. now that HBO Max is coming out, it's like, well, does that make sense to have those two? You know, it's, right. it's going to be interesting to see what 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 plays out. We got Star Girl; it's going to premiere there, but then be on CW. We got Doom Patrol is also going to be showing up on HBO Max, and so I don't I don't know what they're doing. I'm sure the there's thing, a bunch the of things. The thing I'm looking forward to with Star Girl wasn't simply the the, the um isn't simply the narrative of Star Girl, but the fact that we're going to be getting Hootie the Owl. So I'm the audience for the um, Super Pets. And like we're, actually, we're actually getting Hootie the Owl. Oh, more cool. Super Pets. Yeah. <laughs> but, so Admiral Academy, I thought it was brilliant. when it came, you know, The overall arc was really interesting, and it was just so different. Um, along the same lines, the next one is another one that's different with superheroes, is The Boys. Oh, brilliant. That was so good. Yeah, that was... That's not going to be everyone's cup of tea either because it's so graphic no. violent and stuff. And I usually have a hard time with graphic violence, but I really liked that show. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was so funny as well. It was very, very black comedy, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I intend to watch it again um, at some point if I, if I can find something like uh, 10 hours to, to, to actually free up to watch something again. Because the trouble is, there's so much on now that you can't even repeat view stuff anymore. Oh, I know. You know, it's terrible. (laughs) I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But yeah, it's rough. Mm -hmm. Um, Makes it tough for 
you know, used to be sci-fi fantasy. There was only like a handful of shows on. Right, on. and you'd watch them. You could watch them all and be like, I know all of them. All of them now. I can't Forwards watch and backwards. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the boys loved it because it deconstructs superhero genre. It kind of the way Watchmen does in a way, but it does in such a crazy way that Garth Ennis, who did Preacher, would only his mind could do right. And mm. very impressed that Eric Kripke, who yes. is a showrunner creator that I I always have loved since Supernatural. Mm -hmm. But I think this has really shown his range of talent, where he's been kind of unrestrained and he's been able to take the source material, which is pretty extreme and he's still extreme with it but he's pulled it back a little bit made some unique creative choices that uh, to make it his own and to make it maybe even more wide stream than than it would be if you took it straight from the graphic novel yeah he's really good at, at creating shows i think <laughs> yeah and he's never done r-rated type stuff before he's always been kind of Network. held back so now we can see now we see how truly psychologically damaged he is. <laughs> yes we really can <laughs> and, uh, and we mean that in the best way possible <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, boys really like it, and, and just, you know, the bad guys in that are some of the most interesting bad guys, mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've seen, that released with superhero stuff, that I'm just like, you know, I love to hate, hate some of them, especially, you know, uh, the main one whose mind's... Um, um, Homelander? Homelander. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I think the, the Deep, was it The Deep or something? I... I couldn't stand him, and I, I talk about psychologically damaged. I cheered when something bad happened to him because of what he did to someone at the beginning. Then something was done in that way to him later, and I was cheering when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the idea that, you know, you had this corporation that had ownership and control over all yes. the superheroes as well. So I thought... I just thought to myself, if we actually did have superheroes, that is exactly what would happen. You know, exactly. You know, it's exactly how it would play out. Uh -huh. Yes, exactly. I think that's something we haven't seen before. It's it's nice to be fresh. It's <laughs> so scary. I, honorable <laughs> mention real quick, Tick, season two, love Tick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and I hate that it got canceled. Um, but the boys, and it's probably, it sucks because the boys obviously have way more money than the Tick ever got from Amazon because uh, the budget's way, way bigger. Um, but, uh, but, it's nice to see them doing uh, a satire, parody, reconstructing, deconstructing, superhero genre, but doing it in, in such a way that we've never seen before. It's so radically different, and I think that's really cool. And Butcher is great in it. He's such a memorable character. Lots of good stuff. Um, all right, so moving on. And I guess that's the, la so the last one. So my favorite so far this year, and it's been tough. There's so many good ones. Is um, It would be, have to be The Mandalorian. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe that one wasn't on my list, but yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> so great. That, that is actually on my list as well. So, uh, okay. so, so um, to, to sort of like say, save us, should we go straight to mine and we can have a proper conversation, it. Mandalorian? Um, at the end of mine, that way, it's sort of like it saves us retreading stuff. Um, the first one of my list um, is Lost in Space Season 2, which premiered on Christmas Eve of all days. This is Will Robinson of the 24th Colonist Group. I'm making a record of this because it seems we're the first humans to try and turn a spaceship into a sailboat. Tankers away. I am a passenger. I see the stars come out of the sky. Sing la la. Is that a waterfall? Can we just get where we're going once without crashing? Oh. Everyone, strap in. Will, come on. I love you guys. 
but I really like season two was actually better than season one. I think it was more fleshed out. We didn't out. finish season one, I don't think, but it was good. Um, it was more fleshed out. We we got more we got more of the uh, of of the psychologically disturbed Doctor Smith um, playing play out, and you got to see Will Robinson, you know, t- taking his first steps to be go from boyhood to sort of like manhood, as in he starts driving one of the jeeps on on on, on the planet sort of thing. But the, mm-hmm. the the whole sense of the of the family Robinson, their their inner conflicts and uh, you know the, the dysfunction, but often uh, but also how the crisis brings them together. It's it sort of like it played out brilliantly in that. As in you know at the at the beginning of the series, they're stranded on a planet which is in which they're surrounded by water, and um, they, in order to escape the planet and figure out how a way to get off the planet, they have to turn their Jupiter two rocket ship into a sailboat mm. um and it's it's just sort of like um and then then they go to the uh go go to the where the other colonists have crash landed and they they come across a problem with um uh, with, with with the water is in this sort of like there's some sort of chemical in it which is sort of like destroying metals and um you know and they've got the Robinsons trying to help solve that problem while simultaneously you've got Will Robinson trying to find his robot and we find that there's another robot there that's been mistreated by humans and, you know, they, 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 the humans are frightened of it because they're they fear that it's going to sort of like, uh, you know, turn on them. Um, and, and Will sort of helps save it. It's sort of like, it's, it's really good. It's just sort of one long, long story arc and... Um, you know, it's all to do with the, you know, it's all, it's all very character-driven. And I just really loved it. I just thought it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my first choice. Um, second, Star Trek Discovery, again, with, you know, what Raisa said about, it's all like, uh, you know, matching on more to classic Trek with, 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 with all the Spock stuff and, and stuff like that. But my favourite episode of that was when they actually vidi- visited Talos, and reconnected oh, with Tenosians. I, I just love that. Um, so, so that that's that's on my list, and um, I think the way they've done it is by, by sending the Dis- Discovery crew way way out into the future is very smart because that allows them to do their own thing now without sort of like um, fucking up any more of Star Trek's continuity. <laughs> yeah. So. so um, I um, I enjoyed that. Um, the third choice is probably one that you guys that might pass you guys by. I know that Reese has seen it because she. Oh she yes, years, years and years. Years and years. Was beautiful, beautiful. Not the one I wept at the end of. Now, years and years is kind of like a science fiction drama, but it's only set about twenty. It's, it sort of starts in the present day, oh, and it, it follows it follows a family. Um, over and, and their their friends and connections in in the city of Manchester where I live, um, over a twenty year period, and and in that twenty year period, um, Brexit gets you know, we we get a sort of like a far right wing party that gets into power. Uh, there's all sorts of events that that come into play, and um, and and you sort of like see 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 the various sort of like loyalties and. Um, and friendships within this family really tested over, over the period of 20 years. And they have sort of like, uh, you know, they, they have they have a thing where you can actually implant a computer chip into a person's mind and they, they, they can become the ultimate interface between computers. 
So that's think, so, my absolute so, nightmare. So you got all yeah, yeah. The thing about years and years, going back to what I was saying earlier, um, that I'm, I'm over allegory. Years and years is a series that would have been allegory 15 or 20 years ago. Um, but because, because of Trump, because of Brexit, because of everything that's happened, it's actually post-allegory. Mm-hmm. It's isn't that it's, scary? It's it's it is scary, and it was designed to be scary. That's the whole point of it. It's written by Russell T Davies oh. um, of Doctor Who fame, and he's basically it's, he's writing it as a a peon to allegory, a sort of um, a sort of funeral for allegory. Well, here's something really, really creepy about the show. Um, in the very, very first episode of Years and Years, there's actually uh, an announcement over the radio in the very, very first episode of Years and Years that Doris Day has died, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, this the first episode of Years and Years was probably filmed uh, months in advance of it airing. But, you know, the, the strange uh-huh. thing is, about a week before the episode aired on TV, yeah. Doris Day died. Uh-huh. So, so how creepy is that? <laughs> So, years and years is a is another one that I put down um, because I figured it's it's one that deserves recognition. It didn't do well here in the UK in in, in terms of ratings. Uh, I think because it is post allegory, I think people were freaked out. By it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's anything to do with that though, Reese. I think it's to do with the fact that there's other stuff on TV and um, mm. people generally watch shit. Yeah, most I of never the time. heard of it. So, I mean, um, it's, on, it's on iTunes, so check it out. It's years and years. It's got Emma Thompson in it. It's got... Um, Emma, Thompson play, Tom- Emma Thompson plays a baddie. Yeah. Uh, I love wicked. her. Yeah, she, then, then you'll definitely want to check it out, because it's, it's quite a role. It's a plum role for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and um, my, my, um, my penultimate one is Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, for all the same mm-hmm. reasons that Reese has mentioned already, so I won't go too much into that. Um, before we go to Mandalorian, I'll mention my honourable mentions, which were Doom Patrol and Good Omens. Oh, I forgot about Good mm. Omens. Yes, yeah, Good Omens. I forgot so about Good Omens. Yeah, so th- yeah. those are my honourable mentions. I really loved Doom Patrol because it was so so off the wall with all the characters and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, and I just loved the I loved the the whole concept and that that you know you really you really delve deep into the psychological. Uh, workings of the different characters and uh, Good Omens was just uh, tons and tons of fun. Uh, yeah, I loved Undo Patrol. I, I was, when we first started watching, I was like, this is pretty interesting. It's not bad. But when they had the two parter with, uh, uh, with the whole, um, oh, the, 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 eye in the, the sky. decreator and the, the, recreator. the recreator and stuff, and that whole, that was like, whoa. This and is she's genius. insane and they're dancing in the street. Oh my God, we were just going, I can't believe we're watching this. This is so awesome. Yeah, the, the Danny <laughs> the Street. Was it, was it Danny the Street? Yes, Danny the Street. I love Danny the Street. Yeah. Danny the Street was brilliant. We haven't actually finished that whole We've watched show the majority yet. of it. We've we watched most of it, but not all of it yet. Yeah, I've seen all of it. I've, I've, you know, I've got all of it as well. Um, so back on to Mandalorian, fantastic spaghetti western in space. It's what so yes. like the, it was so like the first Star Wars movie. It's what the first Star Wars movie did so brilliantly mm-hmm. with Han Solo and the bar at Mossy Eisley and stuff like that. It's all like it just gave us that world. And, and I love I love space stuff. And anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with westerns. So like this, it's, mm. yeah. But I, I want to see I want to see a crossover between between the Mandalorian and Firefly. Can you imagine that? That'd be cool. Oh God! Oh well. They'd be like aliens. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought 
Yeah, well, I love the story structure of it. I thought it was really good. There's only one episode where I was like, mm, this felt like maybe a throwaway. But the rest of them mm. all played a purpose in the end. And love the child. Yeah. Baby Yoda! Yoda! Baby Yoda is everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what's so crazy about that is Baby Yoda, the, like his his face, his eyes, and his expressions, and the way he is, is just like we have a, a, had a cat scout, and he passed away a little over a year ago and um his eyes and the, his sounds and his vocalizations and his expressions it's just like him every time we watch it i go oh it's scout it's my baby boy mm-hmm. it's just like him <laughs> he even had green fur no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the eyes he had the biggest biggest brownest eyes you ever saw and it just oh he was so sweet i still want to know who the freaking guy was that walked up to the assassin chick who was probably dead and with the little like oh yes yeah it's like is that supposed to be the the, the moff dude uh, gideon moff gideon moff gideon's still know. alive what's that moff gideon's still alive because in the very yes. last episode no, the, and she, she's talking about the ming now when character whether or not she's still alive or not well, so the episode where he went and he teamed up with the other bounty hunter to, to take out the assassin. Yeah, and the other bounty mind. hunter double-crossed him. Or yeah, tried it, was, to. it was the woman from... ming Agents of Chill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, alternate Earth version of her penalties. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, then somebody walked up to her after, after it was yeah. everybody was done. Yeah. And yeah, everybody was like, "It's Boba Fett" or whatever. Oh, I don't know. remember that. Yeah, and, and that never paid off unless it was supposed to be. Uh, I think that's probably for season two. I, I guess so. I think she probably will crop up again in season two because there's no point in using her for one off, um, and we didn't see her die. No. What um, amazes me is that they they got Giancarlo freaking Esposito as. Oh, Mark I love Giancarlo Esposito. He's so cool. And and held held that for the next to last episode before we even saw him. It's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. did they actually just do that? Well, In fact, know, I hollered at Marks and go, oh my god, it's Giancarlo Esposito. Oh my god. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, you don't need to know, but it references stuff from Clone Wars and, and Rebels. Yeah, I mean the the, the dark sword. the dark saber yeah. um, that yeah, you know dark saber. You know, I yeah. actually seen that. Um, you know, I've, I've been rewatching Clone Wars and trying trying to get back up to speed for for the new series, which is starting next month. And um, I'm I'm sort of probably most of the way through season two, and I got to an episode card of Mandalorian plot, um, in which we first see the dark saber yeah. being used. Um, it's not referenced by name or anything, but you know, sort of like it, it it's obviously the dark saber. Um, yeah. And and obviously we had that crop up in Rebels as well. And there's also there's loads of backstory to do with the Mandalorians and the Empire. As in, they, they were actually allied with the Empire at one stage, and then they were against the Empire and allied with them and against them sort of thing. So there's loads of interesting backstories that they can explore in that series. Uh, yeah. but, but I just got I just got to praise Ming Na Wen for Ming Ming, Ming is it Ming Na? Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. You know she's she's probably got the most. She's probably got the most stable case of resting bitch face ever. <laughs> Her expression never changes. Well, she can smile and stuff. We see that in some parts. Just, she always yeah, I got to say, when I first saw her and, and like S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything, I was like, she's not a good actress. She just that keeps the same expression. She doesn't do anything. She just 
has a monotone voice and a monotone face. And uh, I've seen her now in other things, and I think she's a good actress. But if you just saw her in the beginning of Agents of Shield, I thought she was a crap actress, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I, I, I yeah, think same she... thing about Spock. You like he doesn't yeah. smile. What's up with this well, guy? I just said there was no range. I know. <laughs> yeah, mm. but I think that's part of her character. But I know what you mean. I think she she had. I've seen her do range. Yeah, I have now. Yes, that's what I said. I I. I think she's good now, but just and based she's on a good that. martial artist. So mm-hmm. admire. Yeah. <laughs> so should we pass on to Julie? Yep. Yeah, Julie's going to try to catch ones that everyone else hasn't used for their five. So because I agree with like everything everybody's already said about all of them. <laughs> so um, let's see ones that we haven't mentioned. I'm going to go. Let me start off with the. Uh, the DC platform. I love the new Harley Quinn show. Can we talk about this later? It's not now when. I can't spend my whole life just bashing goons. I want to be your partner in crime. Then anyone who is a respected supervillain is in the Legion of Doom. That's when you know you've made it. If Joker can get in, so can I. You cross the line, Quinn. You're going to Arkham. Bye-bye. Probably one of those things that I really want to see, but it's just you so have got to watch the new Harley Quinn. You'll probably like it. Animated mm. show, because definitely very adult. The thing absolutely is, absolutely hilarious. Harley Quinn is my ideal woman. <laughs> well, you, know, you will love, you will love it. I, I, you know, Harley Quinn is my future wife. It's just simple as that. <laughs> I don't think I have ever laughed so much watching anything ever in my life. It is so funny. So, um, it abs- you know. It just absolutely. And rocks. they do crazy stuff with 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 Commissioner Gordon. Oh, Commissioner! This is the funniest take on Commissioner Gordon I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and, and Damien and Batman, Robin, you know, Batman's son. Oh yeah, he's oh man, it's it's just this great. I don't know interpretation of everybody in that world. <laughs> it is so hilarious. Um, I think we mentioned Doom Patrol as an honorable mention, so I'm going to mention it. On one of my top five, um, we haven't finished watching the season, but um, I just it's incredible. Had, yeah, I had to put those two up there. Um, it needs to be on other. It needs to also be on other platforms. So does so does Harley Quinn. Yeah, they need to be. Oh yeah, Harley Quinn elsewhere. for sure. It's crazy. Um, and then uh, let's see. We've already. I'm checking off the ones I had, like you know, Mandalorian and Stranger Things season three and Umbrella Academy. Oh, um, Carnival Row. Yeah, um, I, I loved that one. That was the one with um, with Jude Lauren, right? Yeah. yeah, that was that was really interesting. Amazingly, I was looking through uh, various lists for best and worst, and Rotten Tomatoes had it down as one of the worst shows of 2019. Rotten Tomatoes, I I I think that they're just crazy because I've. I've I'm serious. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at something and they're like, it's great. And I'm like, that was crap. And then when I like something, they always say it's terrible. So like basically, I guess uh, whatever Rotten Tomatoes says, just it's the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think you're right. I mean, it's like, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the, the reviews they did for, for uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Mm. Rotten Tomatoes critics rated as fresh, 93% fresh. The audience uh, score was something like something like forty percent, so mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't that good. I don't Whereas know where they the, get their stuff; they're just nuts. I, I think <laughs> I think basically it's just something like um, you know, it's that old adage: don't listen to the critics, just be your own critic. You know, you like what you like, and if other people don't like what you like, then fine, whatever. You know. I almost never agree with critics, and so that's just you know. Um, 
Let's see. We mentioned it, but I don't think anyone had it listed on their top five. So I can go ahead and say um, season two of The Tick. Yeah. That was, it was so great. I mean, I'm, I am so angry about it being canceled because it needed to have at least another season. Um, that was just such a great show. <laughs> and it's funny because the first season of this tick, I was, it, I started out not liking it as much because I liked the original live action tick on what was it? Fox. I think, yeah, yeah. um, years ago with, uh, Batman well and, and all that stuff. But, um, the season one is went on really won me over. And, and then season two, just, just season two got it a permanent place in my heart because it was just so great. <laughs> and it, it definitely was, it was done wrong. It should have, it should have been renewed for at least one more season. Mm-hmm. And then have a crossover with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh Crisis on bad earth. <laughs> yeah. So we've mentioned all the others. I did mention that I didn't see the fi- the last season of Jessica Jones. Had I seen it, I'm sure it would have been on the five. Um, I have to do an honorable mention for uh, we've been watching Supernatural from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's had some good years and bad years. This is the final season for it. We started watching it. And we're behind because I want to mention it because it's its final season, but it's just not that good. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. The uh, overall plot line we're not thrilled about. I'm not. I, it just, I wanted so much better for its final season. Um, and then I wanted to just kind of mention Crisis of Infinite Earths as its own thing, even though it was all the different shows on CW. Yeah, it's not finished um, yet, though, isn't it? It's got two more to go on, on Tuesday. You're going to change your mind once the other two are out. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, never mind. Um, I think we mentioned um, Punisher season two. That should also have another mention. It was really good. Um, so I don't know. I guess the final the final part would number five for me would either be um, I'm going to do a, a the weirdest tie in history because I want to mention both of these Punisher season two and Orville season two because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I I do really love Orville. Um, Star Trek Discovery is good, but if I want a Star Trek fix now, I watch Orville. And um, I think they did a really good job. It started out, their season started out a little uh, not the strongest, but when they got into that two-part identity Isaac. with Isaac, yeah. and it took off from there and just got really, really, really good. Um, so I, no one I, I else find, mentioned it, and I wanted to mention that one. I find I this, like it. the structure of this series really interesting in season two because they took a big chance. Cause, they just did some character things at the beginning. Yeah, a lot of it was very character like stuff that would normally be b story in star trek was their a story for like two or three episodes for the the majority of the season really and uh i was like oh my gosh is this gonna go over well but it seemed to resonate fairly well and i think that's amazing that they went from what was probably seen as a crew was going to be expected to be a crude comedy thing from mcfarland that um that turned out to be you know probably more character focused than a majority of star trek shows it's so. actually a better star trek than star trek's been for quite some time mm-hmm. to be honest yeah and when, with the themes and, and tone that we're used to from yeah and i think the cast does a great job so i really like it and those were my top five were in no particular order even the tie so yeah so now we're on to Reese's worst TV shows of, of 2019. Oh, God. I have to start with Another Life on Netflix. Yes. It's, yeah. it's actually been renewed for a second season, and I don't even know why. I don't understand. It was so terrible. Yeah, that's on top of ours. Too. That was the top of ours. We were like, we've got to mention how bad Another Life is. It's so awful. We interrupt this broadcast for an emergency alert. 
the Department of Defense is confirming reports of an unknown object entering Earth's atmosphere. An alien artifact landed on Earth. We need to know why. And they want me to lead the mission. The trip is six months. If all goes as planned. I am coming back. I promise you. This is the most important mission in the history of humankind. It's time. Here we go. When I reviewed it, um, I said I lost ten hours waiting for waiting for um, uh, the Jim Henson prequel to come on because I basically only watched it because I had re-upped for Netflix long enough for Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and I had time to kill before it actually came on, and I lost 10 hours. I'm never getting back. That's a I nice think, thing you could say. I that's think what the, the name was about. I wish you had another life where you didn't waste those 10 hours. That's, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, season two is just going to be a do-over. So it's going, it's, going to be the, it's going to be the same season one, but things happen in a different sequence. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to ask you guys. Why? Why do you feel it's called another life? Why is it? Yeah. Your title? Why is it called? Did, do you? Julie and I do. Really do you guys have an idea? I think either it was something that was going to be revealed in the second season, or it was an idea that got jettisoned from season one, and the title wasn't changed accordingly. Exactly. One of the two. I can't tell which. I think season two should just be like uh, an extended apology to everyone for season one. Like they just need to be like, you know, we apologize for how awful it was, and <laughs> just find some way to make it up to everyone. I don't sure how they can do it. I couldn't stand. The characters. The oh, the characters were so awful. There's the bitch one who that's all she was. She just bitch and the characters didn't make sense. These are the this is the most important uh thing that you know that can happen. And then these are the best people you could find. They were morons. They were complete yeah. and total they were stupid, they were obnoxious, they had no social skills. They act like teenagers in a horror movie, you know, a slasher yeah. film. They <laughs> acted like obnoxious, drunk teenagers. Yeah. These were the best humanity had to offer. And then the humanity needs to die. <laughs> exactly. And don't even get started on the whole pigeons thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I mean, the whole thing was just, I could even forgive the stupid pigeon thing, but the obnoxious, awful stuff. Stupid people. Yeah. I just, I was like, I wanted them all to die within the first episode. Um, so another life. Um, and then regrettably, uh, regrettably, um, Supergirl. Just Supergirl has not been good since it turned to CW. The no. first season on CBS was good. No. Um, and then it just has not been as good since CW. If, if they if they took the Martian Manhunter storyline and gave it its own show, that would be a good show. But the Supergirl sto- the Supergirl show going on around Martian Manhunter, it just mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. It does, and she sucks for a while now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I I kind of went off Supergirl when she beat Superman in a fight. I thought, you know, that that doesn't make sense because they're both from the planet Krypton. They're both equally as strong as each other, so they still they, 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 they should be a draw, or they should still be fighting each other. It makes yeah. no sense for one of them to be better than the other one. And I thought this is just them being woke for the sake of being fucking woke, you know. Well, and they do that all the time. They're preachy and obnoxious, and the characters are just—they got so dumbed down. Yeah. Um, and and so one note, they went from like 
actual people to everybody's like one no. Supergirl's like, well, I'm perfect and I'm tough and da 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 because I'm this and and everything's just they're trying so hard to be so politically correct that they don't care about story or character development. All they care about is getting the and I said, you know you're obnoxiously preachy when you annoy people who mostly agree with you. Anyway, to to move on, my next one is regret, regrettably um this past season of Doctor Who. Are you talking about season eleven? The first one was Jodie Whittaker, not this one that just started, yeah, because, but the one prior. Yeah. To that. Um, I just saw the beginning of Jodie Whittaker, and it was okay, but um, we lost track, which might be might be commentary on why you don't like it too. It's, <laughs> there were a couple, the historical episodes were solid, but the overall thing was you've got to be kidding me. No, the, um, the, the historical episodes were okay, but they kind of lacked nuance. Like for example, in the um, in the Rosa Parks episode, the uh, villain was a time traveler who just wanted to sort of like king off Rosa Parks because he was racist and there was no other reason there for him to do it. So, yeah. so therefore, he didn't really have very much motivation at all other than, I, I'm, I, I'm a racist, so I'm going to travel back in time and kill Rosa Parks. You know? Well, I guess, I mean, that if he would think that that would somehow prevent the overall civil rights movement, but I would have a hard time believing that that would prevent it. Like, yeah. everyone was on the cusp of, of doing something about it, but since that didn't happen, meh. Well, no, he, was he American he, or Russian he, or American or British? Yeah, wait, who was this racist guy? Was he American? We don't know. I mean, British. He, okay. So yeah. why does he care? So I feel like a British one, he would go to a different time period that was important for Britain. For Britain, America. yeah. Why would they care about America's <laughs> well, struggle with civil rights? He, you know? he's, here's another thing as well. Every every white character in that episode, with the exception of the Doctor and her and her fam, were mm-hmm. bad guys. Every single um, white character in that were, were bad guys. That's that's dumb because just do crunch the numbers. If every single white person back then was racist, then there never would have been a civil rights movement that was successful because there wouldn't have been the num- sheer numbers in minorities to you know what I mean. There there yeah. were white people who are working for the civil rights movement. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. That's what that, that, that that's what troubled me about the episode is that they didn't even they didn't even sort of like um, even go to the effort of actually referencing that because there would have been a lot of young white students. Helping out right. the civil rights Some movement. Some of them were tortured and killed. Yeah, exactly. And and they, they, they didn't even get they didn't even get a mention. And and the, <laughs> yeah. other, the, the other problem with it as well is uh, the way they're writing Jodie's doctor. As as Reese will tell you, uh, they they can't seem to make up their mind whether she's been Matt Smith's doctor or David Tennant's doctor, because the oh. character that she's playing seems to be a variation of two. They've not really given her a Doctor Who moment. You know, like. Um, I am the Doctor. I am from Gangafrey. This mm-hmm. planet is protected. She's not had that moment yet, and you know her character's and, kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, it's very wishy-washy, and it sort of like, it seems to be it seems to rely very very heavily on the ensemble uh, cast of the companions um, as opposed to the Doctor. So the Doctor's not really taking a lead. She just she's just sort of like reacting to things that are happening around her. There's no. There's no sense that she she she's in control. That's a shame. You know, if they can't do a better female doctor than that, then just don't do one. You know, mm-hmm. and I felt that way with um about with Star Trek when they had Captain Janeway. It was like, oh, yeah. you have a woman's captain. She was I, she was just all over the place. One yeah. one week she was adamantly opposed to this one thing, and the next week, since it was convenient for her to be in favor of it, that's what she she was the most schizophrenic bipolar captain in the history of the captains and it's like if you can't do a woman captain better than that don't do it 
Yeah. Anyway, to move on, my next one is one that's also on um, Ian's list, which is American Gods season two. Um, oh, we've not seen it. We saw the first I've, season. I've I've read the book, which is part of where my oh, issue do that. Comes. Yeah, yeah. Um, watch it first and then read it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. Well, part of the issue uh, it's um it's by Neil Gaiman, and I, th- I think that um I think that Good Omens is just a better story in terms of his source material, but. I think that they should not have dragged it out as long as they did, because as long as as long as American Gods was as a book, it should have only been a season long limited series. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a case in point. I think the very fact that they've tried to make it longer than a single season is what screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. You know, it's like it's kinda of like um I've not read the book, but I've actually read the comic book adaptation of the book. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think Dark Horse did a run on it, and um, I've, I've got most of it, I've got all of it and read it. And to be honest, it's something that would have worked well um, as a limited series, as Reese said. Um, it's something that do you remember back in the eighties we had miniseries and there was like we had yes, an hour and a half. They were, episode. They, were, they were a thing. They were sub, you know, they were sub genre, and people just embraced them, and that was that. And, yeah. and then and they were actually considered event television because they were. And you get an hour and a half each each episode, and um, you know, and and they're there over a period of four weeks. Yeah. Now that is how they how, how they should have done American Gods, because mm. yeah. yeah. you know, cause if it, if they use that format, American Gods would have been perfect for that. But yeah. they're trying to drag it out over so like they've done what they did eight episodes first season and eight episodes for the second. Yeah, and, it's and just... plus there were behind-the-scenes issues with second season. I'm not going to go into, <clears> but it's it's falling apart behind the scenes, and it's not awesome. Oh yeah, I especially had heard some things. Yeah, which we call it got fired, and yeah, yeah, it's a big mess. Yeah, the part of the problem was that Neil Gaiman left American Gods to showrun um, Good Omens, which he had to do because it was based on a book that he co-wrote and co-written with Terry Pratchett, who had died of a rare form of Alzheimer's, and he and Terry Pratchett were dear, dear friends, and he needed to shepherd Good Omens as a memorial to his friend. Right. Yeah. So, so he did that for all the right reasons. Unfortunately, because he did that for all the right reasons, uh, American Gods suffered because he went away to do other. He 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 dropped the ball basically. It makes and, me think they should have had him do Good Omens and then just put American Gods on hiatus until he could get back to it. That's you that's know? what. Yeah, yeah. That's what they should have done. And yeah. they didn't do it. And season two was basically shit. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to get Good Omens made for a long time, so it's probably yeah. like, this may never get a second chance. Right, but that's why I meant he should have done Good Omens and then just put American Gods on hiatus mm-hmm. until he gets back to it. You know? Yeah. But it's hard financially, and like you said, with the franchise, it's hard to get people behind that idea. They're like, no, we want to get on this and make money. Let's move on. What's next? Let's... Uh, my, my fifth one, um, on Netflix, there was a, there was a series called V Wars. And I only made it through the half an hour of the first episode. I was so bummed. I didn't even make it past that. So yeah, that's the, my fifth one. The title put me off. <laughs> <laughs> we we saw the trailer for it, and that's we haven't gotten any further than that because it just came on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it just came on. I I tried it. It was one of those. It was one of those ones I was tried to watch when I was waiting for Witcher, and <laughs> and I thought. No, I can't do it. Like I got half hour through. Half hour through it had um, it's a vampire thing, and it had Nigel Bennett as the as the um, the lead doctor in the CDC kind of thing. And I was I was pleased to see him just as a nod to Forever Night because I was a fan of that one back in the day. But he was the best thing about the half hour I watched. 
Watch what called Vampire Diaries. I was going to say, you know what, that just reminded me of one that we should have mentioned in the good legacies. We've not mentioned legacies should have been listed as a good show. Yeah, we like legacies. We like legacies. And the funny thing is, we never watched Vampire Diaries or the originals. And then we started watching Legacies, and we're like, this is great. And we found out it was like the second spinoff from (laughs) Vampire Diaries, and we never watched any of those, but we love Legacies. Mm. Oh, cool. Well, Vampire Diaries was just 90210 with fangs. Yeah, that seems like it. <laughs> but um, we, we've seen the first couple seasons, and it was pretty good. Yeah, it's but, not much better than I expected. Yeah, but Legacies is actually just very good all on its own. So yeah, It's got um, a little bit of a Buffy vibe because there's a monster every every week. and Yeah, it had that feel to it, and it was fun, too. You know, It has the most ingenious concept of like pretty much rebooting or soft reboot of the whole setting that I've ever seen. Uh, because, uh, well, I could tell, I don't know if you guys see it, but it's, there's this thing that happened, there's this creature that they find out about that, like, had been consuming monsters throughout time, and every creature it consumed, everyone forgot. It's forgotten from collective yeah. memory. So, like, if it was written down, I guess it could be remembered, but so they all just thought they were stories, so... So in Vampire Diary Universe, it's vampires, werewolves, and witches, and that's all they've ever had from the beginning. And then, what they, then they were like, oh... But actually, there's a bunch of monsters. You just forgot they existed. Right, and so now we can start reintroducing them one by yeah. one. And they, do, and they do interesting twists <laughs> on it. Some of them are very tongue-in-cheek. Some of them are more more interesting. That one guy was hilarious. I can't remember. Um, the Necromancer's Necromancer. hilarious. Necromancer, yeah. He was the be- I mean, he was very buffish because he's like, I am the Necromancer. And they're like, yeah, we don't know who you goes, are. Who? <laughs> and it's like this big moment. He goes, the Necromancer. And there's a pause, and everyone just goes, who? <laughs> and he's like. The Necromancer! And they're like, yeah, we still don't know who you are, dude. <laughs> it's, got it's got some really nice moments in it. Um, it felt kind of Buffy-ish at times, yeah. Yeah, so. so. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't mention that. That should not be listed in the worst. It should be listed among the best, so. Yes, mm-hmm. sorry. So <laughs> Tangent. Where, so where, where was you up to, Reese? I think you was on to um, The Wars. Was that your last one? That was my last one, yeah. Okay, so... And, um, and that's a very generic name, right? V Wars, come on. Yeah, it's it like is. Wars. based on a comic series, apparently, so... Um, oh, was, I thought it was a book, but maybe you're right. I don't know. I know it was based on something, yeah. Okay, Ian, what are you, do you it's have any worse? It's actually Matt's. Um, but do you want me to do my worst first? Because some of them are the same as uh, Reese, so it'll be really quick. Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, American Gods, for reasons that we've already talked about, um, the, there was a seven-episode series on Netflix called Island, as in it was... Uh, oh, and I didn't think it was terrible. I, I, I just saw, like, I just gave up after episode one. I just saw, like, it, it's kind of like a retread of Lost. Hmm. Got done, no, it wasn't like Lost. It felt like it to me. I just saw, like, I just didn't the like The ending it. was not, if you get to the ending, the very ending was not... Very satisfying, but the rest of it, it got good. I thought mm, well, it's it gets it's not genius television or anything, but I do think it's better than it's better than Another Life. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, and it's not it's not a it's not a rip off of Lost. I didn't maybe no, it, start, it feels like it at first. But at it goes the very through. beginning of the first episode, sure, but it goes on from there. And it it doesn't goes, feel like it, it does it. go. You which you wouldn't know cause if you watch if you watch more than the first episode, you'd realize that. Yeah. Mm, well, I might I might give it another go if. Um, if I shoot myself in the foot or something, I don't know. <laughs> there are plenty uh, other shows out there. So there cool. are. You know, uh, Supergirl, for reasons already mentioned. Uh, Game of Thrones, namest ever fucking ending. I promise to fight for the living. 
And by the time we got to the end, I assumed that we were heading for Blake Seven with dragons. And so the fact that <laughs> the fact that any of them survive is an automatic happy ending, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I, mean, I just um, you know I I'm surprised Daenerys wasn't killed off earlier, to be honest, uh-huh. because you know she'd gone from this character that we kind of embraced and loved, sort of thing, but. As she gradually built and built a power base and became more powerful, she gradually became more and more magnum, you know, more and more of a magnomaniac sort of thing. That, that was the point, though. And so. you know, so so by by the time she was with Jon Snow, um, we started seeing her dark, you know, her, her more darker impulses, and I thought, I'll just kill her, you know, I, I you yeah. know, I've had enough of this. See you off. One of the elements that drew a lot of people to it was the story structure, the the pacing, the the, the, it this, felt epic. It, it felt epic, and it felt different than your normal Hollywood stuff. It felt it felt like a novel. It felt like this rich world, mm. and if, and stuff you know took time, and twists were happening, and all this different stuff. And once they got past the source material, they knew what certain story beats they needed to hit, but then they just rushed through them. Yeah, and, the, you know the, the 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 beginnings of it, all the source material was like you had a meal each episode. But by the time you got past the source material, it was just like having pizza each episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not even the good pizza. It was like that that Totino's that you toss in the oven for a few minutes and it's like not real cheese or real meat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, not that that's necessarily sometimes you crave that. But you probably don't want it every meal. Yeah, it's a little different from a fancy steak dinner of whatever you just had. Yeah. yeah. It's Indian meal. Yeah, which made me nervous about those creators, I don't like the bad mouth writers and stuff like that because, you know, there's all sorts of, and writing's hard and it's challenging, mistakes happen. But, uh, uh, I question, two books. yeah, that too. And George R. R. Martin really needs to try to focus on that. But, <laughs> he needs to finish. But, but, but in his defense, as someone who's now, you know, I'm working on being an author and stuff like that too, I know, I feel like to me, if I was in his place, if those stories got made, it, my excitement to write those books. Uh, it would just plummet. Mm-hmm. I'd be just like, oh, because they're big books anyway. It's a lot of work. And just like, well, I mean, what's the point? You know, they're already towed. Then it's like, but what if I'm writing and I want to go a different direction, but I can't, and I feel like I'm forced in there, you know? I don't think he's the one to feel forced into doing something. <laughs> Maybe not, but it's also, it just takes away. He, he's someone that I think outlines the world in depth, and he has an idea where he's going. Mm-hmm. Like those plot points he told him, I'm sure that's where he wanted to go. But I, he, at least in interviews, he acts like he's more of an organic writer where he maybe kind of has an idea, but he still discovers it, which is well, probably why you get all really, these different characters, right? Really, really interesting piece of trivia uh, with regards to George R. R. Martin in terms of uh, one of his early TV jobs um, in the 80s. Um, you know, he might have been quite established then as a writer in TV and stuff like that, but one of the first things he... That that I I read that he was actually involved with. Do you remember a show called Beauty and the Beast with yes. Linda Hamilton uh-huh. and Ron Perlman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, George he, R. R. Martin was responsible for killing her off because she got pregnant. Yeah. Well, George R. R. Martin Uh-oh. was a was a staff writer on that. Huh. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I know he's done TV work. He's not a stranger. <laughs> so he's always been a friend of women. <laughs> he's got strong female characters in it too. But yeah, as long as they stay in their place <laughs> and are okay getting raped. 
Yeah, I was but... disappointed with how Cersei died. I wanted it to die a lot slower. <laughs> yeah, it felt yeah. unsatisfying. Every death yeah. either felt unsatisfying or predictable, and that's not what you want at the end. Yeah, I, I wanted it to be slowly, slowly, you know, flayed, alive, and then toasted <laughs> by dragons. Yeah, I thought they were going to do a poetic thing where, like, she gets her head cut off, and then they see her head on the spike, kind of like mirroring when their father's head got cut off, and yeah, and then you see it on the spike or something. But everyone makes such a big deal when Ned got killed. I didn't care. I thought he was a dick. She really doesn't like, like when the Ned Stark got killed. I was like, so what? The guy was a dick. Did no, I, I, I knew Ned Stark was going to be killed right from the get go because look who'd have got to play him. It's Sean Bean. He never lives to the end of anything he's in. <laughs> you know, anything that Sean Bean is in, where he's cast as the main he's character, like he's so dead. He's like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's going to be dead. <laughs> Yeah. I wanna, I'm want i going to make a TV show with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Sean Bean. <laughs> it's going to be called Dead Guys. And they're just going <laughs> to die every... It's going to be like, oh my god, they killed Kenny. Every episode, one of them dies. <laughs> There's genius there, I think. But I don't know. And my, my final one is Another Life, for obvious reasons. Yes. Is what? You know, another Life. Oh, God, yeah. So that, they, that's, that's just universally going to be all our So that's why I figured I'd just go go before Mars on this one because pretty much all of mine, Reese, is already covered. <laughs> yeah, and I want to stress, I like Kitty Sackhoff. That's what got me to watch Oh, yeah, the show. I love her. Loved her in Longmire and, and Bowser Galactica and whatever. Yeah, I Bowser Galactica and Longmire. I thought she was good in 24, actually. You know, she had a good chunky role in 24. Oh, we didn't watch that, so. Yeah, we didn't watch all those seasons. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, so she's good, and 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 then you know the actors she played the really jerk guy in there they hated and they got killed you know mm-hmm. early on. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. Yes, he, yes, he's great, he's Superman, and I loved him in Teen Wolf and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and, was, and the one that played the real bitch, but she was gypsy, gypsy, yeah. gypsy. and you know she was a good actress. I mean, it, I don't think it was the actors' fault really. No, it's just that, my right thought was, was you know. Just, at least they've at least they've been killed off in time to get back to crisis, you know. <laughs> yeah, at least hopefully well, they don't have to. Stay. Yeah, no, 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 the whole thing. Um, I, I oh, I'll be one positive thing about their life. I like the hologram character. That yes, actress did a great Samuel job. Samuel Anderson from Doctor Who. It's the last yeah. thing I say. Yeah, that's one strong point that mm. I did like about the show. Just, but yeah, they didn't. I don't, I don't like this and other writers or creators or whatever. But come on, that one's just asking but for it. That show really didn't need it season two. There's other shows. That, that show didn't need a season two. one. <laughs> that show, yeah, it needed some more work before they put put it in there. And it needed work in the writing thing because everything, production, all that stuff was solid. It just it just had some flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have another one? But maybe another life. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's my turn now. Yep. Yeah. I think you. I think you all covered, covered everything that I could think. I just don't watch shows, especially TV shows. If I don't like them, it's like yeah. I just. There's so it's so. Well, I don't know. You hung in there with another life for some ungodly reason. You keep watching it, going, "It's got to get better. It's yeah. got to get better." I well, gave I did skip. I did skip an episode here and there. Yeah. Because I just, it's like, I don't know what I want to spit down. <laughs> but, I, it was, I, I ended up having to review it for the site, so I stuck it out for that. Uh, but oh, like, bless your heart, honey. It's uh, just awful. Yeah, so, you know, I didn't have to review it, so I, I did skip. I, and I almost never do that. I have a high tolerance for bad sci-fi. He really does. I, yeah. I give up before he does. So, but, uh, just, just uh, you know, Reese, uh, you'd be relieved to know we don't have to do season two. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, but Julie does have something else. I have one. Now it's not necess- it's not sci-fi, 
But I another genre I absolutely love besides sci-fi and westerns. I'm a huge mystery fan. And there's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. They have these great cozy mystery series of movies. Mm-hmm. And last year, starting in like April, they were advertising. They came out with Crossword Mysteries, the first movie. And there was going to be three. And they came out with the second one. And then the third one was supposed to air in October. And they had been they'd been advertising this third one since April of last year. So October of last year rolls around. The weekend it's supposed to air, Hallmark chucks on all three of their channels. All before Halloween, mind you, they get rid of all of their Halloween programming, all of their mystery movies programming to start playing Christmas before Halloween. Because oh. because they found out that Lifetime was going to start playing their Christmas movies earlier. So here was a movie they've been promising us and advertising that only that only got made because the fan reaction to the first one was so strong. They've been promising us since April, and they said, "Never mind, you're just going to have to wait until January to watch it." Don't you just and fucking so hate Christmas? It aired last week. I missed it. It's going to air again tomorrow. I'm going to watch it, Abracadaver. And um, I'm so mad that I've actually boycotted. All of the Christmas movies on Hallmark all season. I never watched from the beginning of Halloween until all through the new year. I never watched a single one of their damn Christmas movies. Normally, I watch those. Like, I'm I'm cheesy. Previous year, she watched many. (laughs) He was like, oh my God, would you stop watching those damn movies? And I was so mad. And that's how much I love their Christmas movies ordinarily. I mm. refused to watch a single one the whole time because they did that to us. You don't you don't screw fans over that way. So, phew, I've been holding that in since October. Thank you. That and another life. That's what we're doing. That and another life. We've been waiting to rant about another life someplace, and we've been waiting to rant about my mystery movies. Getting back onto genre, uh, an honourable mention that I must get in from for, for the for TV series is uh, Nancy Drew. Oh, God, yes, I adore Nancy Drew. I love the books, all the books, but we only saw the first episode, and it was good, but we haven't been able to get it back to it. You need to get back to it, because it's, uh, it's, it gets ringy, ringy good. It's very clever what they've done, but, you know, kind of tying a ghost story in with, in with a mystery mm-hmm. sort of thing. Because I, I grew up reading Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, and then the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys super mysteries. <laughs> and, then, and then you had the uh, TV series with Pamela Sue Martin and Parker Stevenson. I can't remember the other guy that was in it. But... America's classic thrillers come to life. The Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries. An adventure into suspense. There's got to be a way out of here. Who needs to go with her? Forget that. Oh, Professor... To go sleep, footprints. The adventures of America's favorite young detectives come to television. Follow that ghost. The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries. It's a little known fact that Supernatural is actually the Hardy Boys remake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's anyway. cool. Hey, I had a crush on the Hardy Boys, and they weren't even real. They were in books. <laughs> So, any other worst? Did you? We have any other worst? Any other worst? We don't have any. Do you guys? Yeah. The TV shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we've gone through the worst, haven't we? For TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Did. So. Okay. Should we go on to films now? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Risa. I keep forgetting about movies. <laughs> um, I'm kind of I'm kind of behind on movies, but I, I I'll I'll add some um um I'll do the best first. Um, 
best I think of, of the ones I've seen is actually just, uh, just second race before you get started. I know that you kind of want to sort of like try and try and even a little bit early. So do yeah. you want to do your best and worst in one go? Yeah, and that way. That. Is that um, okay with you guys too? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Um, it's going to be a very short list because I'm very behind on films. I, and I, I just yeah. dealt with it by, by not seeing some. I, um, for instance, kind of gave up on, on Terminator Dark Fate, not because of the quality of the film one way or the other, but because I'm just over the franchise. I, I don't really need um, post-apocalyptic franchises when we're kind of in an apocalypse right now. So I, I'm kind of self-medicating with the entertainment and the um, so Terminator Dark Fate was not a good thing. So I just skipped it all together. I also skipped X-Men on purpose because I'm spoiled by the 90s animated version of the Phoenix Saga and Dark Phoenix Saga from the animated version of, uh, of the uh, X-Men animated series that ran on Fox back in the 90s. Which to this were... day still did it the best. Yes, and, that, and so I just I just cannot deal with any of their film adaptations because they 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 insist on trying to do it in one film when it needs yeah. to be at least two. So and that cartoon series is back on Disney Plus. It is Disney Plus, yes, mm-hmm. yes, where you can get Mandalorian, which, which I'm going to subscribe um, to in March when when it comes out here in the UK. It comes out March thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Also on my best list is um, a film, an, an indie film that was uh, crowdfunded. It was the, one of the, the, the most successful crowdfunding campaign that's ever been done to date for a film starring the Amell cousins called Code 8. Oh, yeah, I heard and it's Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell, and they're, they're, they're basically metas in a, a very harsh um, world set in the not too distant future. And it's a, it's a great, it was a great piece of world building and the characters were similar enough to their established superhero characters to be, to bring in the audience, but different enough to make it worthwhile for them. And they're going to continue that universe on the Hibi, I think it's called streaming service in short chunks. And it's, it's really good. And it's, um, it was part heist movie, part uh, apocalyptic world, um, world building. It was just, it was really well done. It's called code eight and it was worth every, every penny. That sounds Um, really good. I don't really have. And then the best was uh, probably, um, uh, Avengers Endgame. a little long. They could have, yeah, it was a little long. Um, but, that aside, the actual effort was 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 there in every frame. They were they were trying, and I and I and the the fact that they gave the ending they did to Captain America was absolutely wonderful. Oh, wasn't yeah. that beautiful? So wonderful. Yeah. It was. It was I, actually I loved, a happy ending. I loved it. I loved that he got to be got got to got to have a lifetime with Peggy. I thought that was brilliant. Yes. You know. That's what made me so happy. And and, and I loved the final moment where he passes the uh, baton onto um on on onto you know the the what's his name now Hawkman. Yeah, it's Falcon. Um, Falcon. 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 Yeah. In fact, the. The Falcon, the Falcon, and the um, and the uh, other series that's coming up on 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 Disney Plus from the Marvel side is going to be that continuation of them. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, yeah. if, Fal- if Falcon was going to say Gordon's alive, because I confused him with Hawkman, you know, oh. I, I sort of like a, because he was a bird, I was just sort of like oh. a, okay. you know, and Hawkman obviously the 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 king of the Hawkmen was you know Flash Gordon. Gordon's oh. alive. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be really interesting to see with the Marvel shows when they premiere on Disney Plus. It'll be pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, the, one, the one I'm looking forward to is WandaVision because it's going to tie directly into the next um, 
um, Doctor Strange movie because Doctor Strange and Wanda are going to be partnering up. So yeah. the events of one division are actually going to tie into the next Doctor Strange movie. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. What I, what I'm hoping um, I'm hoping that when we get Disney Plus in the UK on the 30th of March, that the the content that comes out in America comes out on the same day in the UK. I'm hoping that we don't get screwed over, but I've got a feeling that we're going to get screwed over. I do too. You know, so, so, you know, if if they find that that there's millions of people downloading their content because they're screwing people over, it's their own fault. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with platforms, unless they got some kind of other licensing deal going on in that country, and they really should just release it at the same time. They should. Because it's there's no I don't see any benefit to not doing it except like you said, it could be pirated and stuff. And everybody will hear spoilers and stuff, and I think it's best to just release it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a modern age. It's kinda of silly in this day and age not to It is, but yeah. it, it drives me nuts, you know, I'll go into a sci fi wire or something and I'll I'll click to see a trailer and it's region protected. Why? I mean, what's the yeah. point? That it's a freaking trainer. It's not, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's it's a little little silly. And so anyway, I'm, I'm so behind on movies that that's pretty much my entire list. And the and the worst are just the ones I haven't watched for various reasons, which I've outlined. So yeah. <laughs> which was all the other ones. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> I like to. To me, I, one I saw that I really liked was Captain Marvel. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. I'm not what you think I am. All of it, the characters, the storyline. I love the. the and I did. I did love that they included. They included Goose, the the cat, because again, I'm a, I am um, I'm a person for the super pets. So yes, and the yeah. flirt. You know, the the flirt. A cat. What's a cat? It's you know, it's like. <laughs> He's calling the cat, and the guy's like, "Is a flirking? Is a flirking?" That was awesome. Um, yeah. So I really liked that. Uh, I liked. It wasn't as good because we mentioned Avengers Endgame. Uh, I loved that, and Captain Marvel actually liked a little better. Um, we did see X Men Dark Phoenix. It was yeah, pretty good. Skipped. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it, it was better than X Men Three. It was much better than X Men Three. Um, I saw, let's see, Spider-Man Homecoming was good. That one was good. Yeah, just not, yeah, I liked that one a lot. It was um, a little bit not spectacular. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't as good as Captain Marvel, but no. um, it was good. Uh, Shazam was decent. Shazam I was loved cool. Shazam. I liked, I liked Shazam. It was, it was funny and cute, and I, I really liked it. Um, well, we have to mention, an honorable mention, Marks and I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie yet. Yeah. So, no, I haven't um, seen it. I'm, I'm going to rent we were, that. We were sick through the holidays. so I've <laughs> seen it, and um, I've seen it, and we'll talk about it in, in a bit, you know, when, when it's my turn. Yeah, and then I know Marks saw, um, has one he yeah. was mentioned too. You said everything, except I watched Us. I am not going to watch that one. It's going to scare the crap out of me, and I'm not doing it, but he saw it. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Liked it. It was good. There's a film that I really want to see that I've not seen yet. It's called Prawl. Oh, yeah? I'm not sure which one it is. It's a giant alligator in a sewer hunting people. Uh, so okay. I just, yeah, I just, I just got to see it. It's, it's, got, it's got really good reviews and stuff like that. I'm just thinking, 
This is basically Jaws in a sewer with a gator. Uh, cool. But yeah, Marcus was talking about us. He told me about it, and what he told me was really interesting. Yeah, it was well thought out, and it had a lot of good scary parts and action. He's more into horror. I'm not so much yeah. into that. And Jordan part two's Bales. coming out this year, isn't it? What's that? They're releasing the second one this year. Um, well, they are. Oh, they're having a second one? Didn't know that. Yeah, That's could, another one you're going to watch without me, Ben. They could do a second one easily, but yeah, because it, it, it left some stuff open in there. Um, cool, yeah. There's some good twists. I can't really tell you if we're in something. but I'm not yeah. I'm not sure if it's the same film series I'm thinking about, but they, they, there was a film, it was a horror, released last year, did very well, and they're doing a second one this year. It had that British actress in it. I think it's Emily Blunt or someone. Or was that... Um... Oh, place? oh yeah, was that? Out I, I I haven't seen it. I know about it. Yeah, a was quiet that place. Last year, That was so good. When yeah. they couldn't talk. Quiet place. Yeah, yeah that I don't was. Know if that so... was last year. I before. thought it was the year before. No, it was last year. Uh, Bird Box came out last year, and that was considered a rip. Some people thought it was a rip off. It's it not, wasn't not, a rip off, actually. No, it's not. But uh, people compared it to it. Bird Box was good. Um, but Quiet Place was really good. Oh, no, there's another one that came out last year. It has a girl who plays Sabrina in Sabrina's series that, where they have these bat creatures. You can't talk. It'll attack you. That's what people I don't love. know that one. We haven't watched Sorry, it. Sorry, I think on Netflix, and it's uh, it's based on books, so I didn't rip it off because the book was out before. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, but So, yeah, we if Quiet Place, I think that was the year before, though. But if it was this that year, we liked that. And Bird Box was pretty good, too. Okay. So I think that was ours. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for uh, uh, Tasteless. Yeah, I can't taste anything. Can't taste anything or the creature will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like... Mm. That would Sa- be Canadian cuisine. This food tastes bland. good. No, you're going to die. Sounds like <laughs> Happy Meal at McDonald's. In Canada, they don't have flavor on their food. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Happy Meal at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ian, I guess that leaves you. Okay, well, um, I've got five best films, and I've already got three worst films. So we'll start with the best. Um, Terminator Dark Fate. I thought it was actually a worthy sequel to... Judgment Day. Um, I like to. See, we like to see it. We haven't yeah. seen it. If you if you disregard Terminator Three onwards to Genesis and and just ignore the fact that those films exist and watch <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate, it actually works. It, you know, <laughs> it, re, it reboots. It kind of reboots the Terminator franchise in, in a way. But yeah. um, but it's it's been it's been getting accused of being kind of woke because. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the 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 woman that's the Sarah Connor character in the new Terminator film, Dark Fate, um, mm-hmm. she's she's Mexican, and uh, she is kind of like the future John Connor, as in it's not her child that's the future John Connor. The Terminators are coming for her, and um, mm. a lot of people have accused it of being woke because of that, and and I I just think they're just uh, being stupid to be honest. <laughs> You know, because it's sort of like um, it's not like uh, women can't defend themselves. If these people not watched Alien, you know, <laughs> yeah. Ripley didn't pop out a few kids and have the kids fight the aliens. She fought the aliens. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, <laughs> so. well, and and she's always been kind of. I thought she was badass in Terminator before. So I mean, yeah, was, yeah Sarah Connors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Sarah Connors always been a badass before, anyway. So it has been. Yeah, yeah well, but I mean, she wasn't as much in the first one because she was. Kind of a normal person. Yeah, well, the, I mean, well basically, they, they introduced a new character who's kind of like the, the successor to Sarah Connor. Um, and uh, it ends with Sarah Connor taking her under her wing 
and training her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, I and, and, and narratively, it makes sense given what happened to John, John mm-hmm. Connor in it, because they, they killed John Connor off at the beginning of the film. Mm. You know, but basically, Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, it's been, it's been out in the, it's been, been out on the internet for months. Mm. So like, it's, it's probably the, the most uh, well distributed spyer out there. <laughs> um, so, you're, you're spreading it around. <laughs> And, you know, um, I mean, I, I knew about that before even seeing the film. And, you know, and to be honest, the uh, the, the woman that's taken over from Sarah Connor, she's kind of like Sarah Connor is in the original. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just an average woman, you know, but she kind of grows into it. I just I, I just felt, you know, as a story, it worked. It was a good film. It was well done. And uh, I, I enjoyed it more, more so than any of the other Terminator films we've had since Judgment Day. Well, I mean, not having seen it, it does seem to be like it's sort of a logical progression because originally with uh, Sarah Connor, it would have been, back when it was made, it would have been, oh, well, they're only going to come after this woman because obviously she's going to have kids or a kid or her kids will have kids. That'll be a problem because back when it was made, no one would have thought of, oh, a woman could kick ass and be a problem for these machines. Yeah, I mean, we, we humans were just inconvenient. We we've have gotten to the point where we can believe that. So it makes sense. But back when it first started, no one, if, if it had been Sarah Connor will end it, people would have laughed back in the eighties. You know, I mean, you know, so it, to me, it just sounds like a natural progression. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I enjoyed it. And um, I, I think these people accusing it being woke are just idiots, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, because um, it wasn't like they were doing with Supergirl. I mean, the, the character that, that, that you can serve, that they're, they're, they're talking about She's far from perfect, and she'll mm-hmm. be the first to admit that she's far from perfect. You know, she kind of grows into it. You know, mm-hmm. she she makes mistakes, she fucks up, but you know, she grows into it. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's um, like a know, human being would. Like, yeah, and, and I, <laughs> I, I I I quite enjoyed the film. Um, unfortunately, I was I was still I was still with, suffering with this cold when I watched it, and they had a bit of temperature, so I I'm going to need to watch it again. Um, <laughs> To, to sort of like uh, pick up on a few of the other more nuanced parts of it because yeah. sort of like it's because I was kind of like watching it and uh, my vision was still sort of like kind of foggy and my head was kind of foggy mm-hmm. so I, I didn't pick up on everything uh my next choice is Shazam mm-hmm. um and good. the reason, Solid film. Solid the reason film. for Shazam is uh, I love the relationship between the two 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 boys I love that whole family. And that how, I, I just I wanted to go live in that home with those foster yeah. parents. Well, actually, <laughs> they were so cool. actually, I I was in quite quite a few foster homes growing up. Uh, you know, because uh, because of various things. You know, my my mum my mum was always ill, and uh, and I was sort of like me and my brother. You know, put put into rotating care. My my sister was sent away uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, but more often than not, my sister would stay with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I um, love that they had you. Every time you see foster parents in television movies, they're always the evil foster parents. Yeah, they're evil foster parents, and they're in it for the money and this and that, which you don't get a lot of money and um, all this stuff. And it was nice to see like actual real people, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, the worst. I think the worst uh, foster home I was in was actually run by nuns. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and <laughs> that would have been pretty strange. You know, and that was a uh, you know. And and that was um, sort of like where I first got interested in music because I had a piano there, so I taught oh, myself to play. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know Shazam, I just loved it. It was just overall a cute film. 
um, uh-huh. and uh, I just love the setup and, and and stuff like that. And the funny thing is, I didn't go in with any particular expectations because I remember the TV series Captain Marvel growing uh-huh. up as a kid, and I remember seeing it and not really being that taken with it. And uh-huh. you know, so my 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 opinion going into Shazam is this is either going to be a total load of shit or it's going to be really good. You know, uh-huh. so I didn't go in with you know any expectations of thinking it was going to be Any great. Preconceived notions. You know, yeah. I just I just went in there and you know went to see the movie and enjoyed it. Uh, another movie that I enjoyed, which is a non-sci-fi, was Rocket Man. Oh yeah. Which was the it's Elton John biopic, um, but that's all that it's kind of sci-fi because of the amount of drugs he does. But you know. <laughs> um, but my my third sci-fi choice is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. It felt at times like they tried to cram uh, two films into one because it was sort of like uh, having to go around and sort of like explain so much away with in terms of the in terms of the Last Jedi sort of thing. As in, they were trying to sort of like patch over a few of the few of the things that people didn't like about Last Jedi yeah. um, in in such a way that uh, it paid service to the fans. The last ten minutes of it, I was very very near to tears because um, obviously, uh, being the age I am, uh, I've been very invested in Star Wars because I remember going to see the first one back in seventy seven. What's he saying? Is he's old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that old, <laughs> um, but. But very young at heart, um, and I, I, um, I was kind of moved to tears by you know, you know, as we got to the last ten minutes of it. I'm not sure whether that was because of the, because it was the end of something, or uh, I don't know why. It was like it was just sort of like uh, it just had had an emotional impact on me, and um, I'm one of those people that fucking hated the prequel trilogy. And but yeah, the problem, I care for it. the problem with the prequel trilogy was uh, Hayden Christensen, you know. They, they could have hired a plank of wood and it would have been better. See, in my world, like I, I tell this to my nieces, my niece and nephews, in my world, the prequel, the Star Wars prequel movies do not exist. Therefore, in my world, I'm happy because I, as far as I'm concerned, they don't exist. They never happened. I don't acknowledge them. They didn't happen. None of them. There's nothing good about them. The only, the only justification for the prequels is the, the duel between Yoda and Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. But that said, yeah. to me, it just wasn't enough of a payoff to justify any of it. <laughs> yeah. The third one was, was halfway good. But no, uh, no, it doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. First one's just silly. It's, it's a little silly for you know, the movie. Just watch The Clone Wars and the last film, and that, that's your prequel. For- Prequel sorted, you know. Yeah. Watch Clone Wars animated series. That's way better than than all three films put together. <laughs> I liked Rogue One. That was good. Yeah. Rogue, yeah, Rogue One, One was good. good. That was a great movie. I liked. That was a lot. true like war movie. You know. I liked it better than Mark's did. He was like, it's so depressing. I'm like, that was a great movie. It rocked. No, I liked it just fine. It just it's sad that you know. Yeah. Because uh, it has to end. I like that they Blake Seven did. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it doesn't leave a lot of room for other stuff. Like I that. like war movies and I like westerns. So it was... well, to, be, to be honest, I think it had to end that way anyway. Yeah, it did. You know, I mean, it, there's no because of a line that was mentioned, you know, and was it a New Hope says uh, the plans were recovered at great sacrifice and did it, and they just kind of mentioned that and that's it. Yeah, and you know, um, so now we've seen it and we've seen what the yeah. sacrifice was, and uh, you know, maybe now it was I want to awesome go watch it, it again. Oh, huh? Vader was spectacular. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you, you just hear the breath and then you see the sword and you realize how oh, screwed. You know, that is my, that is, I have a problem with the new movies, the new trilogy, because um, they just don't have a good enough big bad in my mind. Yeah, That's, kind of, that is one of the problems. Kind of me, first of all, I have rats. a hard time believing that Princess Leia and Han Solo screwed up that badly as parents. Yeah, I mean, so I just have, I have a hard time with that. And second of all, he just doesn't do it for me as a bad guy. Like he just, there's no, no. there's no Darth Vader. To me, no. the only bad guy they've had worth, to me, the the Sith Lord, the, the guy in the prequels, I, I thought was goofy. I laughed every time I saw him because he was so silly. He was just yeah. stupid. You mean Darth Maul? Darth Maul. Yeah, thank no. you. No, he was, Darth Maul's I thought he was stupid. I just giggle every time I see him because he's just so ridiculous. <laughs> wait, and he's like, he's like a goofy cartoon. Yeah, well, he's like, a, to me, when I see Darth Maul, he's a goofy cartoon jester come to life. That's mm. all he is. He's just like, boy, the boy, the boy, the boy. You're mixing it up with Jar Jar Binks. No, no, he's the Jar Jar Binks of bad guys, though. He's a Darth Maul. So he is the Jar Jar Binks of bad guys. But um, this this guy still doesn't do it for me as a bad guy completely. I mean, he's obviously better than the to be ridiculous honest, card. I Jester think Maul. I think if they'd given Jar Jar Binks a couple of lightsabers, problem solved. That would have been yeah. the Sith Lord right there. <laughs> You know? Joke and mastered that whole uh, place, that empire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plan on watching um, Rise of Skywalker on on as a rental, um, not because again of the relative quality of the film per se, but because I'm just over the Skywalker story. I mean, just the notion that Luke and everybody else around him screwed up that badly um, is just. I don't want to watch that story unfold. It, it bothers me because I'm just like. Kyler Ren should never have happened. I no, mean, it just, no. it just to me, I don't understand how he even happened. It's like, his parents couldn't have been that big of a screw-up. Luke Skywalker couldn't have been that big of a screw-up. You're basically saying all the heroes from the original series were fuck-ups after the movies mm. ended. I mean, to be honest, and, to be honest. And so um, I do have a problem with that. And Kyler Ren just is not, he doesn't have a menacing presence to me. Not to me, he he has a whiny, whiny-ass millennial. My parents were... I don't like my parents. They were mean to me. Nick Skywalker, he wasn't nice enough to me. That's kind of how he comes across. I mean, he's still better than Darth Maul. But, uh, but he, he comes across as a whiny little bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's what... That's my problem with Anakin Skywalker. He came across as a whiny little bitch. Oh, my God. You know? oh, he was. They, yeah. But, um, Man, there was no, explain to me when he, when they supposedly fell in love. I mean, he went from whiny little bitch to killing people to, oh, we're in love. What? <laughs> um, my, my next pick is Joker. Um, again, I, I wasn't sure about it, to be honest. I wasn't sure about Joaquin Phoenix in the role of Joker. Um, um, and, and, um, and stuff like that. And, I went to He's see so it. Crazy. I, gotta be good. I, I was right? pres- I was pleasantly surprised. He was absolutely brilliant, and um, 
it, it, it basically it was it was actually a study of mental illness. The entire film was sort of like there was nothing really comic booky about it. It was ba- basically about his 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 decline into becoming into madness, in, huh? into madness into becoming the Joker, and it was done brilliantly. You know, sort of like it's sort of like it made a lot of the statements uh, concerning the lack of resource in America to deal with mm-hmm. people that have mental illnesses and how series of um, and how series of events interlink. Not just mental illness. People. Try being sick physically in America, you're still screwed. <laughs> well, you know, but I really, I really enjoyed the Joker. Um, but that said, it was like the most uncomic book movie I've ever seen. It was sort of like it, and it it makes me understand why Martin Scorsese was so pissed off that you know the Irishman didn't get his, get as much love as the Joker got because it's basically mm. the, it's basically the kind of movie that Scorsese would have made. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, you know, if you if you um if you take away the name Joker and take away the the comic book tri- trimmings of having the you know the characters from from the Batman universe and just take the plot and storyline, it's it's a it's sort of movie that Scorsese would make. So that was um that was my and my last pick for best is Avengers Endgame. Um, as in uh-huh. for me, that was the best movie of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and, it was um, good. Shows you, you like know. I like Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's fine, but it, it, it's good. It's fun. It, but Infinite War and Endgame was was superb. I, I liked Endgame, but I like Captain Marvel better. <laughs> and for my worst, I put down three for my worst. I, I did put down five, but the the last two of that five are movies that I've not even freaking seen. So I'm just gonna go. <laughs> but the that, yeah. the movies I've seen the trainers for, and I just don't like the look of them. But, <laughs> But I, bad trailers. But, but, bad trailers. but I plan I plan to see them anyway, so I'm not even gonna mention them. I just mentioned the three that I have seen. You know, okay. Because uh I know that you and you guys and Reese had trouble getting getting a list of movies together, so um We can do a game sometime, we just yeah. watch a bunch of trailers and say which ones we hate, which ones we like. <laughs> but see if our predictions are true. The worst and not necessarily the worst movies of 2019, but they're, they're, they're in my opinion, they weren't as good as they weren't anywhere near as good as the the best that I've listed. First one, X Men Dark Phoenix. I think it was terrible. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Was it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't as good as the five five best choices I mentioned. Um, uh, yeah, the X Men franchise, just like the first three movies, it's starting to kind of kind of run out ideas and stuff and I, I didn't like Apocalypse which sucks because I love Apocalypse the villain but, uh, but anyway it's all rebooting so that's cool well I think I think the yeah. problem I think the problem was it is um, as, as you just said it's become oversaturated in recent years and and um, it's probably needs a reboot you know so that that was yeah. my that was my first of the, of the worst picks. Uh, but when when I say worst it's just they weren't, weren't they didn't resonate as much with me as the other ones sort of thing um you know i could i could choose worse movies still but the thing is i try not to go see bad movies you know well you change that no one tries but it happens <laughs> um men in black international again i don't think it was as bad as the critics made it out to be what was it men in black international oh i i quite enjoyed it but it wasn't as good or as interesting as the as as, as the ones that I, that, that I have on my best list. Uh-huh. And the third and final one that I have that I seen is Hellboy. They warned us that something was coming. 
If there is ever an end in this forever war, it will be because of you and your strong right hand. Yeah, yeah, we saw Hellboy recently. This is okay. I didn't I, like it as much as the previous ones. No, the the other the previous Hellboy was better. So I'll probably I, check it out when it's ninety nine cents on iTunes or something. You've probably not got long to wait. <laughs> Um, yeah, the actor plays Hellboy. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, the actor did a great job. It was another case of good actor, good casting, just a little shoddy on the writing. Yeah, and I mean, directing, I think. The, 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 the writing, um, it seemed to me that they were trying to get, you know, two movies into one in, in some ways. Um, the exposition at the beginning was ridiculous. Yeah. Exposition. Just one exposition, exposition. exposition. It was. We were laughing. It was so funny. It was just so obvious. It was not done well. I'm just staring at the screen, going, "Are you serious?" <laughs> why don't they just give us like foot? Like, why don't they just give us cute like cards to read before the movie? Yeah. It would have been like better. <laughs> but you know, I you know what I, I think Hellboy is probably one of those characters that work that would work better as a TV series yeah, my, than the film. I think um, it could. It has a lot of good supporting characters, and no reason why it couldn't. But you know, I, I just think in film, I think the I think the the character and the, the the entire world that he inhabits is just way too epic for a film. It needs to be told over a longer farm. With, with and I think he's the kind of character that. You need more time to get to know and find endearing and, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. so I'm guessing you thought it felt really like the pacing was just neck brace and transitions were just crazy. and Yeah, it felt rushed. That's what we thought. Felt rushed. Yeah, th- like that scene where, like I think it really embodies it, right? Right, with, with the where uh, after a certain bad person is reborn or what do you want to call it, uh, these three witches come out of nowhere. Yeah. She's like, who, the, who, who are these people? And they're like, ah, yes, wrong. Now you're trying to make up to me, aren't you? Ah, I kill you guys. And then you, you could do something for me. And like, okay. And then, they, and then she just like, then she meets the, the Hellboy like in the next scene or whatever. And then she like misleads them. And then she dies. And then I'm just like, I, what just happened? Well, and this then is- like the time earlier where like Hellboy then like crashes through and they're like crash through and the crashes onto the table. And then they just, the, the, his dad and the other guy don't even know exactly what happened. But without going, wow, what happened? They go, so what not? And they like, they just started on the conversation like they knew what happened, but they couldn't have known the previous scene. But they didn't want to go into it. So they just kept going. You know, and it was like, those like- characters shouldn't have known, had any knowledge about what the previous scene was. How are they doing this? <laughs> I almost wonder if there wasn't some. Stuff cut. I think there's some things cut. It I mean, felt like it sometimes. The, the, you know, and there wasn't even a moment of, oh gosh, you came crashing through and you're injured and you broke a table. Are you okay? It was, well, what are we going to do now? He's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense in the conversation. The the acting the acting was good. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, thought, I, mean, I thought the cast, actors were really good, well. and uh, and I thought the music score was good. The 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 the, the effects were good. But it was just the writing that needed. The, the storyline was another like, pass. Yeah, it, it's kind of like. It, I think it. I think it just needed another two drafts to, to yeah. sort of get the storyline tightened up. <laughs> it reminded me of that really bad The Last Highlander movie. It was like, "Why, hello, Mythos, my, the five thousand year old man, and my old friend. How are you?" They actually did that. And I remember Marks and I went to go see the Highlander movie, and it was like one of those things where we actually made it all the way through. And you know how like. 
the, the, the credits are rolling and then the lights come up and there was like a collective, everybody in the theater just kind of went, oh. what was and that? we just kind of slowly got up like, well, that sucked. It was just like this collective depression in the theater. <laughs> that was that was hanging under the sauce, right? Uh, was it the last so. one? It would have been. conversation literally goes, "Hello, Mythos, the five thousand year old man, my old friend. How are you?" <laughs> you know, it was that bad, and it was almost that bad at the beginning of Hellboy with their exposition. It yeah. was so ridiculous. If I if I'd written that scene with Mythos, so I I would have put. I love Mythos. I was in love with Mythos. Mythos is brilliant, and uh, Peter Wingfield, brilliant actor, is, is, is now um, is now a GP. He, he gave yeah, he's up. a doctor. No, I thought he was a surgeon. He's a doctor. Yeah. He, he gave up. He, he gave up his acting career to go go, go to become be a, a GP uh, because that's what he what he was trying to do before he became an actor. You know, he fell yeah, into he acting. Yeah, he started acting to pay for his yeah. med school. Oh yeah, for but, that script. He's like, oh my god. But, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I, I, I saw. I think about that scene you was mentioning with Mythos. Hello, Mythos. You five hundred. You five thousand year old man how are you i would have redone that and said yo me folks you old get out of you you know you know you know so like uh, not, that's where you can do do your exposition without doing your exposition sort of thing because it's more exactly. banter isn't it so, <laughs> it was just but the the exposition and hell this hellboy movie wasn't quite that bad at the beginning but it was close <laughs> yeah there's just something yeah, they packed too much. And yeah, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> okay, well, that that was my last pick. Uh, that was it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess right, honourable TV shows, honourable mentions for 2020. I've got two films and two TV series, so I'll do those. Um, <laughs> the films, Wonder Woman 1984. I can't wait to see that one because I thought... Oh, Gail, I know. I want to see that. I, Wonder Woman was a fantastic... Gail, Gail Gadot is bringing it as Wonder Woman. I had my doubts initially, but, you know, when when, when I seen her in, in the first trailer for the film, they, they are sort of like floated away. Um... Um, that was, I mean, that was just a fantastic film period, whether you like superheroes. To me, it was more of a war movie, mm-hmm. and it was just an incredible film. So, yeah, 84 should be great. Yeah, and James Bond, No Time to Die. Um, yes. I can't wait to see that one, because we're going to have the first female 007. Mm, that's um, right. Who messes up so bad that the old 007 has to come out of retirement. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I don't think that's a storyline. That's just sort of no, like I, so. yeah. you know, I think... I've never been a big uh, uh, James Bond fan, but I am curious. No, I was kind of like Mission Impossible a little bit better, even though I like Tom. I never cared for either Tom Cruise is hit and miss with me, but uh, I always I thought their action and vibe. Tom Cruise rocked in a Top Gun. <laughs> Yeah, it took your breath they're away. Sequ- they're doing a sequel to Top I know. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. As far as TV stuff goes, Star Trek Picard starts January yes. 23rd. And oh, yes. We're actually going to get CBS All Access again just to watch that. Yeah, we're going to get that just to watch that show. And The Falcon and Winter Soldier TV series on Disney+, Plus, which I hope we get when, when, when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. I hope we don't end up waiting for it, because uh-huh. if we do... I'll cancel my Disney Plus subscription and get it via other means. So I'm not going to put up with what that sort it? of BS. I'm sorry, I missed that last one that you want to get? Uh, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just hoping that the, the when when Disney Plus comes out in England on 31st of October, they don't mm. screw us over on these shows. Because if they do, I'll cancel my mm. subscription. Yeah, I feel like they probably will because it's Disney Plus owned. So they probably don't have to worry about licensing issues. So I bet yeah. they do for that. Mm. Um, well, don't lose yeah. a lot of customers then, if they do. 
Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, and, and you mentioned WandaVision earlier, right? So mm-hmm. that's yes, another one. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that too. And Mandalorian season two. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was so good. And, and the boys season two. I'm, I'm yes, boys. Curious to see where they go after that. The boys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm especially looking forward to Picard, simply because the only reason we have Star Trek Picard is because Sir Patrick Stewart is coming back. Yeah. He agreed yes. to do it. He has had creative input. He's 80 years old. You understand? So oh, we're on God. his. We're on his clock now. Yeah. Well, his just, wife's in her 20s, I think. So. Yeah. Well, him she keeps him young. Keep him young. <laughs> or she'll kill him. Or she'll kill him. Whatever. Yeah, he, 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 he drinks her blood every night. Because, keep himself yeah. young. Because he's because he's getting up there. I don't think that Picard is going to run for a long time. It's already been renewed for a second season. And I, I know you get tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's happened is they renewed it for a second season because they know it's going to have a certain narrative structure. Like season one will be the beginning, season two will be the middle, and season three will be the end. Yeah. yeah. But they could do all sorts of, if, you know, the imagination is limited here. They could do a wharf one. I know the actor's been wanting to do a Wharf Center one for a long time. Yeah. 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 If, if Data returns, they could do Data. They could do any yeah. of the characters. They could also grab characters from the other shows. And no, yeah, they, Picard they, is, is, has always been the best captain. The original Star Trek is my favorite Star Trek, but Picard is my favorite captain. Yes. Make it yeah. so. I, I want to see Cisco just so he can come back and we can actually wrap up that whole weird thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still off, you know, being a being a prophet well yeah. not, not in the books in, in the books he's come back i never cared for that that series as much yeah. in, in in the book cisco's actually come back he's now he's now re reinstalled that deep space nine in the book series yeah, yeah. But, that's not know. canon anymore though or whatever was canon their books are never canon i never cared for deep space nine that much i mean the only time it got good was with their wars and that, that was just a rip off of that one, I think we've actually covered all the uh, films and TV shows. Unless there's anything you guys want to add before before. Yeah, I think we finish. got it all. Yeah, so we covered so, quite a bit. So that's the end of our best and worst of 2019, and uh, we're looking forward to what the best and worst of 2020 has to offer. 2020. 2020. Flying cars. Let's get yeah. flying cars. I man. want my ro- I want my rocket backpack and 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 the. Flying cars. I want yeah. a robot maid to make my bed and cook and clean for me. But that's the end of the show, folks. So we'll see you, uh, Reesa, and I'll be back pretty soon with a regular episode. And, um, and we'll have some new genre entertainment episodes coming up soon. Cool. Yes, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And um, hopefully we're going to start doing a few more interviews for, Sci- for SFP now as well. Um, you know, it's just a matter of me finding the time to actually chase people off and sort them out. <laughs>